Yes, yes, yes. Yes. Yes, just let it be. Though the storm around me rages, there's this peace I can't explain. Choir, thank you. Thank you for singing the prayer, for being the prayer. Thank you personally and on behalf of this body for being people who pray and who are prayer in the world. And we know that that's true, some of us, like myself, because personally I have been blessed knowing that many of you hold me in prayer and my life has changed because of that. But we also know it's true whether or not that is the case because we can feel the spirit in your singing. And that means somehow that you have opened yourself to be the prayer for us. And today, as we consider so you think you can pray, it is a blessing to be with those who are prayer with us. And you haven't had the uh, moment with us that I was able to share with the body regarding our space here. And so I want to just simply acknowledge if you can allow the space to speak of the same thing that you just sang that though the storm around us rages, we show up and the holy is there. Because there is no place, no matter what it looks like, no matter what it feels like, no matter what we expect, or no matter what we are surprised by, that God will not meet us there. And that our relationship with God in prayer means that we will gather at an altar that looks like this today, and we know that we might gather at very different altars through the rest of the week and a whole new one next Sunday. And that's the blessing that we get in relationship with God in prayer. And so, thank you. So what to say? <laughs> so what to say? We're in church. We all pray, right? Right? We all pray. <laughs> we pray here. We all, we're praying people. That's why we're here, right? I'm a clergy person. I should have something that I might be able to preach about prayer. Should be a no-brainer, right? Tell you a couple things. How to get your prayer life together. Get you on track. There's a lot to say about prayer and too much, frankly. I was reading a lot of things. Lots and lots of stuff. Lots of people have ideas and experiences and wisdom about prayer. And I was thinking about this and thinking, but it's so weird that there's all this stuff that we talk about. I'll pray for you. You pray for me. I, you know, God is good. Pray, pray. We, you know, we talk about it like that. Like it's so easy so obvious but there's this thing inside me and I don't know some of you I guess where I think but am I really doing it right or enough is this it <laughs> is this what God wants is this how it's supposed to feel am I doing it enough 
And so there's this thing about prayer, like that we talk a lot about it and around it, but it's sort of hard sometimes to feel like we're really talking about it, that we're there with it, prayer. So I was thinking, you know, what would I share with you? And where does that come from? All those books? Plenty of you. I'm very humbled. Plenty of you in this space live lives of prayer that are deep and profound and would have things to share which humble me. So where do I start? I start with this. I pray. I pray. Not because I'm a clergy person. Not because I'm a Christian. I pray because I have this heart. I have this heart that can't bear life sometimes. I have this heart that doesn't know what to do with what I feel a lot. I have this heart where I walk past someone on the street who's in need and I can't take it. It hurts me to feel powerless in the face of need. I have this heart that loves so big, I feel like I can't contain it. And I don't know what to do with it. It's so good and it also almost hurts that big love. I have this heart that's so sensitive and fragile and times so wounded and so angry. And what do you do with that? How do I live with that? It's that heart. That heart. That's why I pray. Because I have to live. Will you pray with me? God, we come here for real today. We come here not merely because this is what we do on Sundays, not merely because we're Christians, not merely because we think it's the right thing to do. We come here because we, we have these hearts. We have this thing in us that wants to know how to live. We have something in us that has called us to show up in this place and God we are offering prayer with our bodies the fact that we brought our bodies here today at the very least is our prayer and so we pray with our bodies sitting in these pews and then we just allow our hearts to be what they are in this moment and we pray with what we feel doesn't have to be a word it doesn't have to make sense. We're just going to pray with what we feel. We're going to bring you our hearts. And in this time and place, God, we just ask that you help us to be real and that you 
help us to know you're real and that you help us to grow in our sense that we are in real relationship with you. This is our prayer. And we offer it humbly in your many names. In Jesus' name, amen. So that thing, you know, that thing. We have this heart, and that was what got my attention as I was preparing for gathering with you today. And it made me aware about this thing that I'm going to call the praying before the prayer. Before the prayer comes, there's this praying that swirls around inside us. You know that thing where it's that stuff I was just talking about that gets so big. It's the thing that starts to move up in us that's questioning or arguing or crying or laughing or rejoicing or just awestruck, protesting, outraged, joyful, can't hold back. But it gets so big and in motion it's that thing that somehow is the big, I'm alive. And it can be, I'm alive and it's fabulous, or I'm alive and it's killing me. But I'm alive and I, it's, ah, it's that. That prayer beneath the prayer. It's the thing that comes up and says, I am, I am, I am, whatever I am. I am hurting. I'm lost broken. I'm so blessed. I'm so cared for. I'm so loved. I am so alive. And I think that this is so beautiful because it's this thing that reaches from us from our aliveness. It's the reaching. It's, it's just that thing. It gets big and it reaches automatically. We start to speak, feel it, or somehow it moves, moves us. And it's this thing of our I am, whatever it is, that moves us out toward this other I am, this great I am, whether we're thinking about it or not. You know, it's not like we sit down and go, oh, let me talk to the great I am. It's just that this building, and we reach it towards something. And this is what I think is so amazing. I believe it's because we know, before we even have to think about it, God is there. We don't even know what that means necessarily. We don't know what it looks like, but it is natural. It happens without us even trying that our aliveness gets so big that it flows out toward in this I amness. I am. Are you listening? I am. Can you help me? I am. Do you see me? It's the prayer underneath the prayers. It's the place where we can know that God is and that it's natural for us to be in relationship with God. We don't have to figure it out. We don't need those prayer formulas. We don't need a special plan or a particular ritual. We might choose to do those things at some time, but we don't need them. It is natural for us 
to move from the reality of our aliveness into relationship with this thing, this I am, that is God. Prayer is natural to us. We're praying all the time. We're praying all the time. And that's the place that I wanted to kind of look at today. This, we are praying all the time. I was thinking about the scripture from Matthew about Jesus teaching the disciples to pray. It's kind of weird. When we think about it, the disciples know how to pray. They are people who have had religious training. They've been raised in a culture that has prayers, daily prayers, as part of the culture in all aspects and parts of life. There are many prayers that are prayed in this culture and time. The disciples know those prayers. It is unusual. Why would the disciples need to know how to pray? And along with that, we don't have record of those prostitutes and those tax collectors, those blind begging persons at the gates, those lepers, those outcast people. We don't have record of them saying to Jesus, teach us how to pray. Interesting. Those that are often outside the religious boundaries who don't have access to the same kind of teaching or acceptable prayer practices are not asking Jesus how to pray, and Jesus isn't making a point to tell them how to pray. I think it's because they know how to pray. Because they're in it. They're in the, I'm a human being struggling in this world, and I am so, and it's coming. Because they're praying already. The disciples, on the other hand, right before this selection that we hear, are being told not to be hypocrites and not to be self-righteous, not to be thinking all the time about what other people are thinking about how spiritual they are because that's not spiritual. They're having to be instructed out of their religious activities so they can pray, so they can do the thing that is natural so they can be in relationship with the God in a natural way. So Jesus gives this prayer that we call the Lord's Prayer, our Father, a version of which we heard from the message translation today. So he gives a prayer, and then a little while later, in the next chapter, he actually tells them how to pray, not just a prayer. He tells them how to pray, and you'll recognize this. He says, here's how you pray. Ask, and it will be given to you. Seek, and you shall find. Knock, and the door will be open to you. He says, this is how you pray. Ask, seek, knock. So, for those of us that might like to explore this prayer thing for just a minute together, I'd offer a couple meditations 
on that this is what Jesus is teaching. I believe they move through a cycle naturally. And that if you have no idea about your prayer life right now and you feel like you might be right at the beginning and you're not sure, I would offer Jesus' words. Ask. Ask for something. Ask for something that will heal you. Ask for something that will make you whole. Ask for something that will encourage you. Ask for something that will free you. Ask for something that will be good and loving and well for you. Ask. Because we cannot know that God will answer if we don't ask. And we cannot know that God desires good for us if we don't ask good for ourselves. And so ask. And ask like this. Like you're going on a first date. Because prayer is all about relationship, right? It's pretty hard to have a relationship with someone you don't talk to, you don't spend time with, you don't prioritize. So, make some time. Ask for that time of yourself and with God. Spend time. <laughs> Actually, do it. Show up. And then ask for something. Ask for something healing and good. And find out who God is. And in the asking for healing, you're going to let God know who you are. Not because God doesn't know, but so you know you can let God know. That's a good first start. And so just like relationships develop in real life, we go out on a few dates, we communicate a little, we learn a little bit about, I can trust you a little bit with me, you can be trusted a little bit to, you know, to, you can allow me to hold you a little bit, and we get a little closer, great, that starts, then what happens? Well, if you're like me, a lesbian, we move in together, right? So, we'll go ahead and, uh, y'all can start with that. It's a good, good, holy model in this, uh, in this model right here. Move in with God. That's all I'm saying. We got an idea. Let's go with it. You found out it's a good connection. You've been making time to show up and talk with God and get to know God. Now move in. That's the seek part. Okay? Seek and you shall find. And I mean this part more seriously. It's the part where we move in and now we make time with our lives. Not just a special date, not just an intentional morning practice, which we do start with. So if you don't do that, do it. But once we've been doing that for a while, we open the fullness of our lives. And we start to think about God more and more the way we would start thinking about our live-in partner more and more. Do I need to stop and pick up some milk? Oh, she hates it when I don't make the bed before I leave. You know, oh, she would really like this song. I need to share it with her when I get home. We start to think in a bigger way, just with the whole of our lives, about this relationship we have. And we start to seek ways to share that relationship. And we start to seek ways that we will open our lives and connect with each other in every aspect of what we do. Let's do that with God. Seek, and you will find what? That God is sharing God's life with you as well. 
Seek and you will find that God is in everything and everywhere you are. Seek and you will find that God is wanting to share life with you. All right? Seek and you shall find. The last portion. Knock and the door will be open to you. So, this is the part that can be a little challenging. What do we need to have in order for this to happen? A closed door. It means that I'm going to be in relationship with God not just through the nice dating stage and the getting to know you stage and the sometimes difficult but overall lovely living together and sharing life stage. This is the now it's time to take a few vows stage. Those vows that go like for better, for worse, sickness, and in health. Richer, poorer. When the door is open and when the door is closed. That's this part of prayer with God, of relationship with God. It's harder. It's the time where we are invited to be in relationship no matter what. Even when we've been praying with our lives and with our daily devotionals and with all that we do, and the door's still closed. Even when we've been praying and the door opened and slammed on our hand and it hurts, and we don't know why, and it won't stop. It's the time where we walk through the sicker, the worse, the poorer, and we stay in it. We stay faithful to God and discover God's faithfulness to us, and we don't know what it will look like. We don't stick with it because we know it's going to turn out great. We stick with it because we are loving God and God is loving us and we will not walk through it without God and God will not let us walk through it without God's presence with us. It doesn't make everything pretty. Have you been in relationship? I'm saying. It doesn't make everything pretty, but it does answer that thing inside of us that longs more than any other thing to be in relationship with love with another and to walk through this fully alive experience of life with everything it brings and not be alone. Prayer is what we do. It is the relationship. It is the life and it is the willingness to go up to the closed doors and knock and remain faithful until they open. And mind you, we don't always know what's on the other side, but to remain in relationship with the holy, come what may. That would be the version of thy will be done. Thy will be done. It's a very hard prayer. I've been told it's the only prayer. It takes us a while to get there. Jesus says, 
All you have to do is show up very simply, and pretty soon it'll move from you to God, to grace. It'll move from what you need, ask, to what you share, seek, to what's before you, surrender into grace, no matter what. There's a few thoughts about prayer. Relationship with the God who loves you. Let us be in relationship. Let us be alive. Let us be surrendered. Because it's where we want to be, from the very heart of our hearts. And God wants that too, already there. In Jesus' name, amen. amen.